How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Joining us right now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. You usually hear him during the football season. During this 4 o'clock hour, answering your questions at 414-799-1250. You can use the hashtag Big fantasy if you have any keeper league questions as well in dynasty league questions tom kesnick the godfather of fantasy football joins us here on the wendy's big show tom long time no talk appreciate the time yeah no it's great uh great to be here it's july that means training camps just around the corner that means the nfl season isn't far away so uh, i'm fired up it's going to be a a great season we've had drafts going on in the national fantasy football championship since march Hmm. So a lot of people eager to play fantasy football this year. A lot of great uh, drafts going on. Is there a consensus top three, top four uh, right now in all these drafts? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a locked-in top four right now, and they are uh, Saquon Barkley, who is the consensus number one overall pick this year, and then three more running backs after him, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott. So those three kind of bounce around. That's personal preference there, two through four. But those are the four players that are clearly locked in as the top picks in fantasy this year. To me, and I've said this before, I, I think this year the draft begins with the fifth pick. That's where, you know, nobody knows who it, who it is right now. It could be David Johnson, it could be Le'Veon Bell, it could be a DeAndre Hopkins. So it really comes down to pick five. That's where the draft is going to begin this year. Those first four. Barring anything unforeseen between now and the start of the season, they're not going to change. And no one thinks that the, the season that Mahomes had last year was a fluke. No, he is clearly the number one quarterback being drafted. The, the, the question is, where do you take him? Um, and that's, that's the thing. Quarterback, the quarterback position right now is probably deeper in fantasy football than it's maybe ever been. So while there is clearly an advantage to getting somebody like a Patrick Mahomes, uh, do you have to do that? You know, do you do you take him in the third round, which is where he's going right now, or do you take a top running back or wide receiver and then go get a really good quarterback six, seven, eight rounds later? Because there will be good quarterbacks six, seven, eight rounds later. So that's really the debate right now. My recommendation is, as much as I love Mahomes, I would say don't use that third round pick on him. Target a quarterback much later. Yeah, Godfather, help me out with this when guys change teams. That's when you get frustrated. Now, Antonio Brown is going from Ben Roethlisberger. He'll get 50,000 targets a game. He's going to play with Carr. He may still get a lot of targets, but his quarterback may not be on point. How much is that goes into where you would select a guy like Antonio Brown moving forward? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right. A lot of people are have backed off Antonio Brown this year because of the change, primarily the change in, in quarterback, you know, because the targets are still going to be there without a doubt. They, they didn't, yeah. You're not paying him all that money to not make him the focal point of your passing game. So the targets will be there. The question is, how good can Derek Carr be? And so right now Antonio Brown's going like in the 18 to 20 range overall, whereas, you know, he is a former number one overall pick. So mm-hmm. that's a bit of a drop. So what I would say to that is, two years ago, Derek Carr was a legitimate MVP candidate, Mm -hmm. and then he got hurt late in the year, and he just hasn't been the same guy since. Now, they haven't had 
and Antonio Brown there. As good as Amari Cooper is, he's not Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. So I do think I, I don't think Derek Carr's not as good as Ben Roethlisberger. Let's get that out of the way, you know, right there. But if Derek Carr can elevate his play just a little bit more and be more consistent, mm-hmm. I think Antonio Brown could end up being one of this year's best value picks in the second round. Yeah, I want to talk about the other volatile receiver. That's Odell Beckham Jr. You go from Manning to Baker Mayfield. Now, I know Jarvis Landry is there too, but do those two guys cancel each other out? Or Landry will just get the red zone targets and Beckham Jr. will get the bigger number of the explosion plays than one down the field? Yeah, I mean, now they're they're loaded offensively, right? I mean, they've got Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson in the backfield, Kareem Hunt later in the year. They've got Njoku at tight end, who's very frustrating, but very, very talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got the receivers with Beckham and, and Jarvis Landry. So Baker Mayfield is going to have all kinds of weapons to throw to. I, I think Odell Beckham, the key with Odell Beckham is can he stay healthy? That's the question. Durability has been a major problem in his career to this point. If he can play all 16 games with Baker Mayfield, he is an elite fantasy wide receiver. But can he stay healthy? Right now he is going early second round in drafts, so there is you know potential value there for him. Talking with Tom Kessnick, the godfather of fantasy football here on The Big Show. If you have a question, tweet it uh, to us, hashtag Big Fantasy, or dial it up, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. A guy that I've been on uh, all of last year. Who, Aaron Rodgers? Because you say he's going to be the MVP. Why don't you ask him about your MVP pick? No, the other Aaron. Aaron Jones. How high are you seeing Aaron Jones uh, go in these fantasy drafts? I'm looking at one, and I see him going second pick in the third round of a fantasy draft. Yeah, I mean, I, there's there's a great debate about should you draft early or not. Obviously, the closer to the start of the season you draft, the more information you have. You know, you don't have to deal with preseason injuries in most cases. But the reason why you draft now or early is to get value picks. Aaron Jones, in my opinion, is a gigantic value pick right now. He has first-round upside at the running back position. Go back and look at his production after Mike McCarthy finally figured it out and started using him more before the, the injury late in the year. For about a five, six game stretch there, Aaron Jones was putting up strong running back one numbers. That is who he is. If they use him more in the passing game, which they should, his potential goes up even higher. And you're getting that in the third round right now. So get into a draft right now, go get Aaron Jones and then sit back and giggle throughout the year because you just found yourself a stud running back in the third round, which just should not happen. Tom, are there a couple of running backs? Now, I fell into the David Johnson love affair last year, and and obviously injuries derailed some of that, but there's also a fact of having the one really good offensive player on an offense that you expect to be very, very subpar. Are there a couple of running backs that you look at or other position players that could be those those keys to watch out for where you look at the high value here, five picks where, under where you thought he would be, but knowing that the offense, he is the focal point of the defense every single week. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of guys that jump out. Number one to Derrick Henry uh, in Tennessee. Now, he was terrific to close out the year last year, no doubt about it. But I've never really been a Derrick Henry fan, even dating back to college. He run, He's an upright runner. He, he just doesn't impress me a lot as a runner, so I'm concerned about him. I don't think their passing game is all that great, uh, and Mariota is you know, wildly inconsistent, so he's got a lot to prove as a quarterback. So I kind of look at Derrick Henry, and I'm like, nah, I don't think I want to go there. And then the other guy is Leonard Fournette. Now, they should be better 
uh, in the passing game with Nick Foles, but I still don't think they've got tremendous receiving options in the, at wide receiver and tight end. So they've got issues there. Then you've got Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, I call him running back Gronk. He is an elite talent when he's on the field. You just can't trust him to stay on the field for all 16 games. And you've also got the knucklehead factor with Leonard Fournette. He's been suspended now in each of his first two seasons for things he just shouldn't have done. One involved a team photo his rookie year. Last year, he, he threw a punch at a guy wearing a helmet. I mean, just knucklehead stuff. So you've got durability concerns, you've got questions about the offense, and you've got the, the knucklehead factor. To me, Leonard Fournette should not be going early second round, which is where, or excuse me, early third round, which is where he's going. I think there's just too much risk. Baby Tausch, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, Leroy Butler, and Gary Ellerson here with you till 5.30. Tom, we were talking a little bit about running backs on the other side of the break. I got into a situation last year where two days before the draft, I didn't necessarily look at the league rules. Now, you're going to yell at me and chastise me for not making sure that I read the league rules cover to cover, and I got caught in a two-quarterback league, and I'm looking here in the middle of the third round, like, why are people drafting Matt Stafford and Mitch Trubisky in the third round? We, we talked about when you take quarterbacks in no in regular standard leagues, one-quarterback leagues, but what about in those random two-quarterback leagues, the dynasty leagues and, and the keeper leagues that some players are playing in right now? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you saw it. You know, in a two-quarterback league, the quarterbacks go off the board usually by the third or fourth round. They're, they're gone. Because even or a super flex league, whatever you want to call it, the second quarterback typically carries more value than even a, you know, a solid running back or a solid wide receiver. So, you know, you're going to grab them. So in a league like that, you have to be prepared to take the Matt Staffords of the world in the third round or, you know, whoever it is, you know, down toward the bottom list of your rankings because – you got to get two, obviously, and they all won't be there. Unbelievable. So what? So what's what's our thing with Aaron Rodgers? What, what do we think he will be this year, as far as quarterbacks are concerned? Well, right now he's the third quarterback being drafted in in our National Football Fantasy Championship draft. So he'll be he's, behind uh, who? He's behind uh, Pat, Patrick Mahomes and Andrew Luck. Okay. So he's the third quarterback going off the board right now in most drafts, going in about the sixth round or so, seventh round. So in that group of, of players, you you've pretty much him and Deshaun Watson are kind of in the same tier right now. Uh, you've been, Mahomes is clearly ahead of the pack. T- Luck is in his own tier. And then you kind of get to the next tier, which is Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, who usually go round six or seven-ish. So obviously, you know, Rodgers, uh, a full season of health, uh, an improved running game with Aaron Jones. Uh, certainly Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers always has the opportunity to be an elite fantasy quarterback. I, I expect nothing less from him this year. Talking with Tom Kesnick, our godfather of fantasy football, been on the station for, well, I don't know, since 2005 here on the fan since we started the station. Uh, Tom, what about rookies? Everybody likes trying to guess what rookie is going to have that breakout year and be the smartest guy in their fantasy football draft. Give me a couple of guys at running back and maybe a couple of wide receiver you like. Well, there's really not much of a wide receiver that jumps out at me. We'll start there. I mean, probably the guy that's got the most appeal at this time is uh, DJ Metcalf in, in Seattle because they need, or excuse me, DK Metcalf. They need a number two wide receiver with Doug Baldwin gone. Tyler Lockett's clearly the number one guy. Keneal Harry in New England's getting a lot of attention because really other than Julian Edelman, they've got nothing at wide receiver. But I, I would be a little more interested in Metcalf right now. 
at, at running back, the number one rookie, clearly, and the number one rookie overall in fantasy this year is Josh Jacobs. And I mean, he is looking at uh, a solid 15 to 20 touches a week uh, in that offense. And, and the offense should be better. Obviously, you've got Antonio Brown there. You've got Tyrell Williams, which I thought was a very nice pickup as well for them. So the, the Raider offense should be better. Josh Jacobs should be the offensive focal point in the running game. He right now is the 20th running back off the board. And then you've got either David Montgomery or Daryl uh, Henderson. One of those guys is, is next to running back. Montgomery obviously has an opportunity to replace uh, uh, Howard in Chicago alongside Tariq Cohen. And Henderson could be a monster this year. If Todd Gurley's knee does not cooperate, mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson has the opportunity to be an RB1 you know, and he's going 29 or 30 picks off the board among running backs. So tremendous opportunity for Daryl Henderson. We just don't know about Todd Gurley. Without question, Todd, the health of Todd Gurley and the health of his knee is the biggest unanswered, unknown thing about fantasy football going into this upcoming season. Yeah, Devontae Adams, he had a career year. The guy would have broke a lot of records, but he got injured in the last game. I, it's a lot of unknowns in this particular offense. How do people feel about where – Devontae Adams seems to be going in the draft. Well, he's locked in as a top 10 overall pick. So he's a first-round guy, and he should be. He is, you know, you can make the argument. To me, DeAndre Hopkins is clearly the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. And then you've got about a group of five or six guys, and Devontae Adams is right there in that group with Julio and Beckham and Brown and Michael Thomas and New Orleans. All those guys are, are terrific players, and Adams has proven that he is an elite fantasy, an elite NFL wide receiver, and certainly an elite fantasy wide receiver. With all the questions among the other wide receivers, there's no denying the fact Devontae Adams is going to be targeted heavily by Aaron Rodgers. He has to be. He's earned that. So he's locked in as a top 10 uh, overall pick and a strong first-round pick. If you don't get one of those stud running backs, Devontae Adams is a good way to start your draft. And I know we're reaching here a little bit down to the bottom, but out of these other three receivers – MVS, Equinemus, what, what, yeah, what, what other, which one of those guys are going to be that number two guy? Yeah, good. Who right? knows, right? I mean, we just don't know. Um, right now, it looks like Valdez Scanling has the edge with Allison working as the number three guy. There's going to be opportunity here, right? I mean, Devontae Adams can't catch everything, uh, seemingly. So somebody else has got to step up and show something. We don't know what the tight end position will be. Jimmy mm-hmm. Graham doesn't look like he's got a lot left in the tank. So there's going to be opportunities in the passing game. Uh, and it, whether it's MVS or whether it's Allison, they, they're kind of going in about the same spot in drafts. It really comes down to personal preference. Some guys want to take the shot with Allison. Other guys want to take the shot with Valdez Scantling. I would probably lean toward Valdez Scantling right now only because he's going to enter camp as the number two guy. That could change, you know, as we go through camp and go through some preseason games. It's possible Allison moves up a little bit. Let's talk about the tight end position. Is that tight end position maybe getting drafted later this year than it has in, in years in past? Well, well Gronk out nah. is going to change at the top, I'm sure. Right. The, the elite tight, there are three elite tight ends this year, and they are going earlier in drafts than ever before. Now, we had examples of Gronk going early, but it was rare that two or three guys at the position were going in the top. 25 to 30 picks that's happening this year travis kelsey is a top 15 yes. pick. he's locked in yep. and then you've got george kittle and zach Ertz who are going yes. after that so those three guys are head and shoulders above everybody else and then you've got a gigantic drop off to get down to like hunter henry who i like a lot this year uh oj howard also like him a lot this year so but zach Ertzy, Ertzy. 
Yeah, Zach Ertz is among the top three guys. Yeah, I like with yeah, Kittle him and Kelsey and those guys and Kittle. You know what? I, real quick on Kittle, it just my light bulb went off. Went off thank, or went on? Both. I got to thank you, God, Father, because you told me to grab this guy, and I never even heard of him. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm going to be, I'm gonna keep it 100. I had no idea who he was. I just knew that when uh, Garoppolo got hurt, I'm thinking, oh, man, I don't know what this guy going to do. And I remember you saying get him. So I want to formulate the Super Bowl. Now, we won't say what happened, but thank you very much. Tight end position, if you can get that kind of production, it will help. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, and I, I will say this. For those of you who watch the Big Ten on Saturdays, during the year, keep an eye on Iowa. Mm-hmm. They are tight end you. you yep. know, think about the running backs at Wisconsin, turns out. Iowa turns out tight ends. It's it's a history with these guys, and he's one of them. So that's a really good position. If you're watching you know, the, the Hawkeyes this year, keep an eye on who their tight end is because if he shows, he could be playing on Sundays after his yeah, – uh, Detroit took that TJ Hawkinson, like – Took him nine, and then Noah Fon um, also goes on the first yeah. day, too, as Noah well. Fant, yeah, Fant, yeah, yeah, yeah. CJ Fedor- yeah, Fedorowicz a few years ago, unfortunately, concussions ended his career, but he was another guy that came out of that school. Very, very talented, just the concussions ended it for him. Tom, if you got a $200 budget, you making a decision at quarterback. For $12, you can keep Patrick Mahomes or Baker for eight. You keep both or try to trade one, or which one do you go with? <laughs> well, I definitely would try to trade one, yeah. I mean, you don't want both. Right, you don't need both. You got one of them. You've got your weekly starter. You don't need both of them. So I would definitely try to trade one of them uh, and see what you can get. But uh, if if you can't trade one and you're forced to keep only one, I you know I'd save the four bucks and keep Mayfield. I mean, it's hard to pass up Mahomes, but Mayfield is looking at a potentially huge year in Cleveland. I really like the Browns' offense a lot. Yeah, where is he I going? When, I don't know when the last time we could say this, but the Cleveland True. Browns have themselves a darn good offense. They got an exciting football team, no doubt about it. You're right. They're they're loaded up even at the running back position there. And that that's the question for Mayfield. How much value and where is he going in most drafts? He is like the the sixth, fifth or sixth quarterback off the board, or sixth quarterback off the board because you've got Mahomes, um, Luck, Rogers, Watson, and then Mayfield comes in right after that. So he's got a, a ton of upside. This is an offense that's very very good, very balanced. They can run the ball. Obviously, they've got two running backs when Hunt comes back who can catch the ball very, very well out of the backfield, Duke Johnson, Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb is, is still learning. He can do it. He's not to their level. But Chubb is a terrific running back. So, again, you've got balance. You can't just focus on stopping Mayfield because Chubb will beat you. You load up against Chubb, Mayfield will beat you. I mean, their offense could be as good as anybody from the NFL this year. They are low. If David Nuzoku can figure out how to catch balls in his hands more consistently, yeah. they are going to be – just scary because especially, he's really the missing piece. Especially when they're in the end zone, and, and I've had him the last two yeah. years. You're right, Tom. <laughs> no, the, the... He's, he's absolutely frustrating. Yep. He should be a red zone beast. Mm-hmm. He is big, he's strong, he's athletic. He is everything you want in NFL tight end. He just lacks consistent concentration. If he can figure that out, their offense is going to be pretty hard to stop. They had him featured on the Full Letter Network. I mean, yeah. guys getting a lot of pub. He was Big part of hard knocks as well. This is one of my favorite parts and, and one of the parts I'm most excited about with football season coming, taking over this position, talking to Tom Kesnick each and every week on Fridays, answering your fantasy football questions, and a lot of mine too because I'm going to use Tom Kesnick to try to my, get myself into a Super Bowl. Tom, appreciate it, man. You bet, guys. Thanks, yeah, thanks Great Tom. to be here. Yes, the godfather of fantasy football joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas 
Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.